Well, hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Fred Carvalho with uh, my um, Christian podcast. And it's an opportunity for me to do God's work and to make me a better Christian and hopefully all of you out there. As we say down south, y'all, y'all out there, no, but all of you out there will try to understand this. You know, when we talk about being a Christian, being like God, doing his work, well, if you look to Ephesians, and I think it's chapter 3, and it's verses... I'm sorry, chapter 4, from verses 1 all the way down to verse, if I can find this here, 15, 16, to 16. So, again, it's called the unity of the body we're going to talk about. And I'm going to read a little scripture Kind to give everybody a little insight. Because being a born-again Christian is not it's not easy. Matter of fact, here in the Bible, that this is one of the apostles says, I am a prisoner because I serve the Lord. live a life that measures up to the standard God set when he called you. Be always humble, gentle, patient. Show your love by being tolerant with one another. Do your best to preserve the unity which the Spirit gives by means of the peace that binds you together. There is one body and one spirit, just as there is one hope to which God has called you. This is when we talk about the Holy Spirit. Well, if we entrust our lives to God, and if we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we become a new person. In spirit, we become a new person. Because we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we go through the spiritual baptism of the Holy Spirit and by the waters. Now, based on that, this is where we get that. It says, there is one body and one spirit. And that's exactly true. One body, one spirit. God is that main body. He is God. He is our Lord. But all those who come to him and follow him and accept him as their Lord and Savior, they will also receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, whichever way that you say it is. And here it is again. It says, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. 
There is one God and Father of all people, who is the Lord of all, works through all, and is in all. Now, I want you to listen to that. It is in all. We are born with the Spirit, but what happens when we grow up is we drift away completely, most, most of us. So, again, it says, Each one of us has received a special gift in proportion to what Christ has given, as the Scripture says. So, in other words, when people receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, God gives everybody gifts, different gifts. And I'm not talking about physical gifts. So, let's get that right. When he went up to the very heights, he took many captives with him. He gave gifts to people. Now, what this means is spiritual gifts. Now, what the... I'm sorry. Now, what does he went up mean? It means that first he came down to the lowest depths of the earth. So, the one who came down is the same one who went up above and beyond the heavens to fill the whole universe with his presence. It was he who gave gifts to people. He appointed some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. He did this to prepare all God's people for the work of Christians service, I'm sorry, Christians service in order to build up the body of Christ. And so, it says here, and so, let me go back to what I was, I lost my place. <clears throat> Okay, yes, that's right. Um, he did this to prepare all God's people for all the work of Christian service in order to build up the body of Christ. And so we all, and so we shall all come together in that oneness, in our faith and in our knowledge of the Son of God. We shall become mature people reaching to the very heights of Christ's full stature. Then we shall no longer be children carried by the waves and blown about by every shifting wind of the teaching of deceitful people. I'm going to get into this as soon as I finish reading this for you. Ooh, it's big. Who leads others into... This is so true. Who leads others into error by the tricks they invent. Instead, be speaking the truth in the spirit of love. We must grow up in every way to Christ, who is the head. Under his control... All the different parts of the body fit together, and the whole body is held together 
by every joint with which it is provided. So in each separate part works as it should, the whole body grows and builds itself up through love. Now this is, after I read all this, let me kind of tell you what this all means. When you become a born-again Christian and you get baptized in the waters, you accept God as your Lord and Savior, then you get baptized in the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, baptizes us. And each, we get each a different gift of Christ. Some will be prophets. Some will be evangelists, as I am. Some will be pastors. Oh, excuse me. Hiccups. And uh, that's the whole thing. I mean, and there are people out there that are preaching the word of God who are not evangelists. They say they are, but they're not. They really don't know the meaning of God's word, what it's intended to say, or what it's supposed to be saying. And they lead people astray the wrong way. And this is where we, as Christians, come in. That we help Christ to define His Word and His work so that the unity of Christianity, so all Christians can come together. And when we all come together doing the separate works that God has us doing by the different gifts we receive, the church is coming together. The church is coming together. And with each person doing the work that God has given them to do, it unites God's church, the body. It unites God's church very strongly. And that's what we have to remember. Is that there's such a thing as believing which even the demons believe him, and there's such a thing as knowing him because we follow him, having a relationship with God. He knows all of us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our, um, our strengths. He knows what he does, and he gives everybody a gift. And I'm sure you all have heard, and most of you don't believe it, saying, you know, people who speak in tongues, yes, it is real. It is very, 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 very real. Believe me. I don't speak in tongues yet. Sometimes, sometimes the Holy Spirit hits me so hard. The Holy Ghost hits me so hard that it takes, it takes me to the floor completely. So I can tell you that the Holy Spirit works in many people in different ways. Now, to me, I feel like, you know, I wasn't, I never thought of being an, being an evangelist or a preacher. But here I find myself exactly that way, preaching the word of God so that people can know in plain terms what God wants us to do. 
many times you go to church, and I'll be honest, I, was, I, used, I grew up in a Catholic church, and the priest would go on and on and on and on and never get to the point. Okay? So, when we receive the Holy Spirit and we ask for the enlightenment and the wisdom to understand the Word, God gives us that. And I can tell you that sometimes God's Spirit moves on me like a flood. Like a flood. Like, for instance, I was, tonight I was just wondering, well, I want to preach something that really teaches people what God will do for you if you come to him, accept him as your Lord and Savior, and follow him, and be baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters, as we say. And again, once we start doing God's work, we know we're doing the right thing. That's how I look at it. We know that we're doing the right thing and that we're walking the right way on the right road. And we should come together to that oneness in our faith. This is why it's so important to gather together at church Sometimes, during the, like I say, during the week, I go on Wednesdays. Tuesdays, I have a Bible class. Thursdays, I have a Bible class. And then Sundays, I mean, we have to want to know what God's Word is saying, what it's all about. We have to almost like, it's not a code, but we have to use our spiritual mind in our spiritual heart to, to see what God is saying and to be able to decipher it in our hearts, in our spirit, and in our minds. And that's so important when people say, well, what do you mean born again? <clears throat> now, we as grown-ups, as adults, you know, we some of us get baptized as a child, and um, like I did, and some of us decide that, you know what, I want more. I want God to really touch me, to, to use me for his word. So that's what God does. And so when I study the word, I receive it. And know what he's talking about. Because Christ used to talk almost like, it was, they call them parables. My mom would call them analogies. But they were parables. So I can tell you that much. So this is what we have to do. I mean, look around you. Look at the people in Washington that are in our government. Do you really think those people know Christ? There is no way. If they really knew Christ and they were part of Christ's body, they wouldn't attack each other. They wouldn't talk bad about each other. They wouldn't do half the things that they do. Like Bill Clinton, for instance. Joe Biden, let's face it. He's not a good man. He's not a Christian. 
So, Donald Trump <clears throat> was not a born-again Christian, but God touched him with the Spirit for him to understand what he wanted to do. And I promise you, God has not finished his work with President Trump. To me, he's my president. To me, Biden is not my president in no way, no how, in no fashion. Okay? So, we have to look at what's going on and say to ourselves, well, how, <clears throat> how can I change and help people? You change by coming to Christ. You change by coming to Christ, being of Christ. When a man gets reborn, it's like the man was baptized with Christ, he died in Christ, he arose in Christ, you know, crucified with Christ. So when we remember all this, <clears throat> this should give us the real strength, spiritual strength to know who's real and who is not. There are false prophets, absolutely. There are false teachers, absolutely. There are false pastors, absolutely. Believe me, I tell you, the world has a lot of them. You have to listen when they, when they talk about Scripture, how they define it, and how God really defined it. It's not by the words that are written. It's what's behind the words. It's what behind, what's behind the words that God wrote in Scripture for us to understand exactly what He was saying. And towards the end of time, towards the end of time, we're going to really start to understand because we're going to start to see the signs that Christ talked about. We're in a pickle right now, as they say, because you have good against evil. You have good against evil. And it's not easy. It is not easy because we have to fight temptation. He goes, well, how do I fight temptation? Well, temptation is, is something, uh, it's uh, something of the flesh. But if you're a man in God, and a man of God, you ask for strength to be able to protect you against things of that nature, temptation. We have to totally be in Christ. We have to receive Christ. We have to know Christ. We have to be in Christ. We need to follow his footsteps. We need to walk down the road of righteousness to eternal salvation, eternal life in heaven. This is what we need to do. You know, it took me a long time to get to this point to really understand what God wanted and what I should be doing. I've always worn my heart on my sleeve, as they say, and I probably always will, because that's the kind of person that God made me, you know? And uh, I don't want to ever change back to the man I used to be, that's for sure. 
Now here again, this is again in Ephesians, and it's chapter 3, am I right? Yeah, chapter 3, and it's actually chapter 4, is that chapter 4? Yeah, it's in chapter 4, actually, and I can tell you that, again, the Bible talks about the new life in Christ, and it says, in the Lord's name, then, I warn you, do not continue to live like these oops, heathens, like these heathens whose thoughts are worthless and whose minds are in the dark. They have no part in the life that God gives, for they are completely ignorant and stubborn. They have lost all feeling, here it is, of shame. They give, unbelievable, <clears throat> they give themselves over to vice, which means vices, you know, and do all sorts of indecent things without restraint. That was not what you've learned once you, once you become a Christian about Christ. You certainly heard about him and his followers. You were taught the truth that is in Jesus. So get rid of your old self, which made you, oops, which made you live as you used to. The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. Your hearts and minds must be made completely new and you must put on the new, I'm sorry I can see this, Writing is so small. And you must put on the new self, which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. So as you can see, when you become a born-again Christian, you become a new man. And you have to forget about the things of the world. You have to forget about the old you. That old you is going to go away. When you really, really, really come into Christ, accept him as your Lord and Savior, get baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters, and stop doing the work of God. The old man that you knew will disappear. I know it did with me. And I'm thankful and blessed for that. Believe me, if I were to start telling you how things changed in me, you wouldn't believe it. Excuse me. I was not a very good person. I didn't hurt people's feelings, but I was not a good person because I thought as a man of the world. Well, now I'm not a man of the world. I'm living in the world, but I'm not a man of the world. I'm a man of God. And that I am totally, totally 
totally thankful for. Now, my brothers and sisters, tomorrow I will go on and we'll learn a lot more about what we need to do, how we need to live, and what we need to be before the end of time if we want to make it to the gates of heaven and be forgiven for our sins. So I pray that God will protect all of you, that, that the Holy Spirit will, will anoint all of you with God's blessings, that you have a peaceful night, <clears throat> and that you have another day of life and health. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Fred Carvalho with uh, my um, Christian podcast. And it's an opportunity for me to do God's work and to make me a better Christian and hopefully all of you out there, as we say down south, y'all, y'all out there, no, but all of you out there will try to understand this. You know, when we talk about being a Christian, being like God, doing his work, well, if you look to Ephesians, and I think it's chapter 3, and it's verses, I'm sorry, chapter 4, from verses 1 all the way down to verse, if I can find this here, 15, 16, to 16. So, again, it's called the unity of the body we're going to talk about. And I'm going to read a little scripture, kind to give everybody a little insight. Because being a born-again Christian, it's not, it's not easy. Matter of fact, here in the Bible... that this is one of the apostles, says, I am a prisoner because I serve the Lord. Live a life that measures up to the standard God set when he called you. Be always humble, gentle, patient. Show your love. By being tolerant with one another. Do your best to preserve the unity which the Spirit gives by means of the peace that binds you together. There is one body and one Spirit, just as there is one hope to which God has called you. This is when we talk about the Holy Spirit. Well, if we entrust our lives to God, and if we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we become a new person. In spirit, we become a new person. Because we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we go through the spiritual baptism of the Holy Spirit and by the waters. Now, based on that, this is where we get that. It says, 
there is one body and one spirit. And that's exactly true. One body, one spirit. God is that main body. He is God. He is our Lord. But all those who come to him and follow him and accept him as their Lord and Savior, they will also receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, whichever way that you say it is. And here it is again. It says, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one God and Father of all people, who is the Lord of all, works through all, and is in all. Now, I want you to listen to that. It is in all. We are born with the Spirit, but what happens when we grow up is we drift away completely, most, most of us. So, again, it says, Each one of us has received a special gift in proportion to what Christ has given, as the Scripture says. So, in other words, when people receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, God gives everybody gifts, different gifts. And I'm not talk about physical gifts. So let's get that right. When he went up to the very heights, he took many captives with him. He gave gifts to people. Now what this means is spiritual gifts. Now what the... I'm sorry. Now what does he went up mean? It means that first he came down to the lowest depths of the earth. So the one who came down is the same one who went up above and beyond the heavens to fill the whole universe with his presence. It was he who gave gifts to people. He appointed some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. He did this to prepare all God's people for the work of Christians' service. I'm sorry, Christians' service in order to build up the body of Christ. And so, it says here, and so, Let me go back to what I was. I lost my place. <clears throat> okay, yes, that's right. Um, he did this to prepare all God's people for all the work of Christian service in order to build up the body of Christ. And so we all, and so we shall all come together in that oneness in our faith and in our knowledge of the Son of God. We shall become mature people, reaching to the very heights of Christ's full stature. Then we shall no longer be children carried by the waves and blown about by every shifting wind of the teaching of deceitful people 
I'm going to get into this as soon as I finish reading this for you. Whew, it's big. Who leads others into... This is so true. Who leads others into error by the tricks they invent. Instead, be speaking the truth in the spirit of love. We must grow up in every way to Christ, who is the head. Under his control, all the different parts of the body fit together, and the whole body is held together by every joint with which it is provided. So in each separate part, works as it should, the whole body grows and builds itself up through love. Now this is, after I read all this, let me kind of tell you what this all means. When you become a born-again Christian and you get baptized in the waters, you accept God as your Lord and Savior, then you get baptized in the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, baptizes us. And each, we get each a different gift of Christ. Some will be prophets. Some will be evangelists, as I am. Some will be pastors. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Hiccups. And, uh, that's the whole thing. I mean, and there are people out there that are preaching the word of God who are not evangelists. They say they are, but they're not. They really don't know the meaning of God's word, what it's intended to say, or what it's supposed to be saying. And they lead people astray the wrong way. And this is where we, as Christians, come in. That we... Help Christ to define his word and his work so that the unity of Christianity, so all Christians can come together. And when we all come together doing the separate works that God has us doing by the different gifts we receive, the church is coming together. The church is coming together. And with each person doing the work that God has given them to do, it unites God's church, the body. It unites God's church very strongly. And that's what we have to remember. Is that there's such a thing as believing, which even the demons believe him, and there's such a thing as Knowing him because we follow him. Having a relationship with God. He knows all of us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our, um, our strengths. He knows what he does. And he gives everybody a gift. And I'm sure you all have heard, and most of you don't believe, say, you know, people who speak in tongues, yes, it is real. It is very, 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 very real. Believe me. I don't speak in tongues yet. Sometimes 
Sometimes the Holy Spirit hits me so hard. The Holy Ghost hits me so hard that it takes, it takes me to the floor. Completely. So I can tell you that the Holy Spirit works in many people in different ways. Now, to me, I feel like, you know, I wasn't, I never thought of being an, being an evangelist or a preacher. But here I find myself exactly that way, preaching the word of God so that people can know in plain terms what God wants us to do. Many times you go to church, and I'll be honest, I, was, I, I grew up in a Catholic church, and the priest would go on and on and on and on and never get to the point. Okay? So, when we receive the Holy Spirit and we ask for the enlightenment and the wisdom to understand the Word, God gives us that. And I can tell you that sometimes God's Spirit moves on me like a flood. Like a flood. Like, for instance, I was... Tonight I was just wondering, well, I want to preach something that really teaches people what God will do for you if you come to Him, accept Him as your Lord and Savior, and follow Him, and be baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters, as we say. And again, once we start doing God's work, we know we're doing the right thing. That's how I look at it. We know that we're doing the right thing and that we're walking the right way on the right road. And we should come together to that oneness in our faith. This is why it's so important to gather together at church Sometimes, during the, like I say, during the week, I go on Wednesdays. Tuesdays, I have a Bible class. Thursdays, I have a Bible class. And then Sundays, I mean, we have to want to know what God's Word is saying, what it's all about. We have to almost like, it's not a code, but we have to use our spiritual mind and our spiritual heart to, to see what God is saying and to be able to decipher it in our hearts, in our spirit, and in our minds. And that's so important when people say, well, what do you mean born again? <clears throat> now, we as grown-ups, as adults, you know, we some of us get baptized as a child, and um, like I did, and some of us decide that, you know what, I want more. I want God to really touch me, to, to use me for His Word. So that's what God does. And so when I study the Word, I receive it, And know what he's talking about. Because Christ used to talk almost like, it was, they call them parables. 
My mom would call them analogies, but they were parables. So I can tell you that much. So this is what we have to do. I mean, look around you. Look at the people in Washington that are in our government. Do you really think those people know Christ? There is no way. If they really knew Christ and they were part of Christ's body, they wouldn't attack each other. They wouldn't talk bad about each other. They wouldn't do half the things that they do. Like Bill Clinton, for instance. Joe Biden, let's face it. He's not a good man. He's not a Christian. So, Donald Trump <clears throat> was not a born-again Christian. But God touched him with the Spirit for him to understand what he wanted to do. And I promise you, God has not finished his work with President Trump. To me, he's my president. To me, Biden is not my president in no way, no how, in no fashion. Okay? So, we have to look at what's going on and say to ourselves, well, how, <clears throat> how can I change and help people? You change. By coming to Christ. You change by coming to Christ. Binging of Christ. When a man gets reborn. It's like. The man was. Baptized with Christ. He died in Christ. He arose in Christ. You know. Crucified with Christ. So when we remember all this. <clears throat> this should give us the real strength, spiritual strength to know who's real and who is not. There are false prophets, absolutely. There are false teachers, absolutely. There are false pastors, absolutely. Believe me, I tell you, the world has a lot of them. You have to listen when they, when they talk about Scripture, how they define it, and how God really defined it. It's not by the words that are written. It's what's behind the words. It's what behind, what's behind the words that God wrote in Scripture for us to understand exactly what He was saying. And towards the end of time, Towards the end of time, we're going to really start to understand because we're going to start to see the signs that Christ talked about. We're in a pickle right now, as they say, because you have good against evil. You have good against evil. And it's not easy. It is not easy because we have to fight temptation. Because, well, how do I fight temptation? Well, temptation is is something uh it's uh something of the flesh but if you're a man in god and a man of god you ask for strength to be able to protect you against things of that nature temptation we have to totally be in christ we have to receive Christ, 
We have to know Christ. We have to be in Christ. We need to follow his footsteps. We need to walk down the road of righteousness to eternal salvation, eternal life in heaven. This is what we need to do. You know, it took me a long time to get to this point to really understand what God wanted and what I should be doing. I've always worn my heart on my sleeve, as they say, and I probably always will, because that's the kind of person that God made me, you know? And uh, I don't want to ever change back to the man I used to be, that's for sure. Now, here again, this is again in Ephesians, and it's chapter 3. Am I right? Yeah, chapter 3. And it's actually chapter 4. Is that chapter 4? Yeah, it's in chapter 4, actually. And I can tell you that, again, the Bible talks about the new life in Christ. And it says, in the Lord's name, then, I warn you, do not continue to live like these oops, heathens, like these heathens whose thoughts are worthless and whose minds are in the dark. They have no part in the life that God gives, but they are completely ignorant and stubborn. They have lost all feeling, there it is, of shame. They give, unbelievable, <clears throat> they give themselves over to vice, which means vices, you know, and do all sorts of indecent things without restraint. That was not what you've learned once you, once you become a Christian about Christ. You certainly heard about him and his followers. You were taught the truth that is in Jesus. So get rid of your old self, which made you, oops, which made you live as you used to. The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. Your hearts and minds must be made completely new and you must put on the new... I'm sorry, I can't see this. Why do you so small? And you must put on the new self which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. So as you can see, when you become a born-again Christian, you become a new man, and you have to forget about the things of the world. You have to forget about the old you. That old you is going to go away. When you really, really, really come into Christ, accept him, as your Lord and Savior, get baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters and stop doing the work of God. The old man that you knew will disappear. I know it did with me. 
And I'm thankful and blessed for that. Believe me, if I were to start telling you how things changed in me, you wouldn't believe it. Excuse me. I was not a very good person. I didn't hurt people's feelings, but I was not a good person because I thought as a man of the world. Well, now I'm not a man of the world. I'm living in the world, but I'm not a man of the world. I'm a man of God. And that I am totally, totally, totally thankful for. Now, my brothers and sisters, tomorrow I will go on and we'll learn a lot more about what we need to do, how we need to live, and what we need to be before the end of time if we want to make it to the gates of heaven and be forgiven for our sins. So I pray that God will protect all of you, that, that the Holy Spirit will, will anoint all of you with God's blessings, that you have a peaceful night, <clears throat> and that you have another day of life and health. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Fred Carvalho with uh, my um, Christian podcast. And it's an opportunity for me to do God's work and to make me a better Christian and hopefully all of you out there. As we say down south, y'all, y'all out there. No, but all of you out there will try to understand this you know when we talk about being a Christian being like God doing his work well if you look to Ephesians and I think it's chapter 3 and it's verses I'm sorry chapter 4 from verses 1 all the way down to verse, if I can find this here, 15, 16, to 16. So, again, it's called the unity of the body we're going to talk about. And I'm going to read a little scripture, kind of to give everybody a little insight. Because being a born-again Christian, it's not, it's not easy. Matter of fact, here in the Bible, that this is one of the apostles, says, I am a prisoner because I serve the Lord. Live a life that measures up to the standard God set when he called you. Be always humble, gentle, patient. Show your love by being tolerant with one another. Do your best to preserve the unity which the Spirit gives by means of the peace that binds you together. There is one body and one Spirit just as there is one hope to which God has called you. 
This is what we talk about the Holy Spirit. Well, if we entrust our lives to God, and if we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we become a new person. In spirit, we become a new person. Because we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we go through the spiritual baptism of the Holy Spirit and by the waters. Now, based on that, this is where we get that. It says, there is one body and one spirit. And that's exactly true. One body, one spirit. God is that main body. He is God. He is our Lord. But all those who come to Him and follow Him and accept Him as their Lord and Savior, they will also receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, whichever way that you say it is. And here it is again. It says, There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one God and Father of all people, who is the Lord of all, works through all, and is in all. Now, I want you to listen to that. It is in all. We are born with the Spirit, but what happens when we grow up is we drift away completely, most, most of us. So, again, it says, Each one of us has received a special gift in proportion to what Christ has given, as the Scripture says. So, in other words, when people receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, God gives everybody gifts, different gifts. And I'm not talking about physical gifts. So, let's get that right. When he went up to the very heights, he took many captives with him. He gave gifts to people. Now, what this means is spiritual gifts. Now, what the... I'm sorry. Now, what does he went up mean? It means that first he came down to the lowest depths of the earth. So, the one who came down is the same one who went up above and beyond the heavens to fill the whole universe with his presence. It was he who gave gifts to people. He appointed some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. He did this to prepare all God's people for the work of Christians' service. I'm sorry, Christians' service in order to build up the body of Christ. And so, it says here, and so, let me go back to where I was. I lost my place. <clears throat> Okay, yes, that's right. Um, he did this to prepare all God's people for all the work of Christian service in order to build up the body of Christ. And so we all 
And so we shall all come together in that oneness, in our faith and in our knowledge of the Son of God. We shall become mature people, reaching to the very heights of Christ's full stature. Then we shall no longer be children carried by the waves and blown about by every shifting wind of the teaching of deceitful people. I'm going to get into this as soon as I finish reading this for you. Ooh, it's big. Who leads others into... This is so true. Who leads others into error by the tricks they invent. Instead, be speaking the truth in the spirit of love. We must grow up in every way to Christ who is the head. Under his control, all the different parts of the body fit together, and the whole body is held together by every joint with which it is provided. So when each separate part works as it should, the whole body grows and builds itself up through love. Now, this is, after I read all this, let me kind of tell you what this all means. When you become a born-again Christian and you get baptized in the waters, you accept God as your Lord and Savior, then you get baptized in the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, baptizes us. And each we get each a different gift of Christ. Some will be prophets. Some will be evangelists, as I am. Some will be pastors. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Hiccups. And uh, that's the whole thing. I mean, and there are people out there that are preaching the word of God who are not evangelists. They say they are, but they're not. They really don't know the meaning of God's word, what it's intended to say, or what it's supposed to be saying. And they lead people astray the wrong way. And this is where we, as Christians, come in. That we help Christ to define His word and His work. So that the unity of Christianity, so all Christians can come together. And when we all come together doing the separate works that God has us doing by the different gifts we receive, the church is coming together. The church is coming together. And with each person doing the work that God has given them to do, it unites God's church, the body. It unites God's church very strongly. And that's what we have to remember. Is that there's such a thing as believing, which even the demons believe in. And there's such a thing as 
knowing him because we follow him. Having a relationship with God. He knows all of us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our um, our strengths. He knows what he does. And he gives everybody a gift. And I'm sure you all have heard, and most of you don't believe, saying, you know, people who speak in tongues, yes, it is real. It is very, 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 very real. Believe me. I don't speak in tongues yet. Sometimes, sometimes the Holy Spirit hits me so hard. The Holy Ghost hits me so hard that it takes, it takes me to the floor completely. So I can tell you that the Holy Spirit works in many people in different ways. Now, to me, I feel like, you know, I wasn't, I never thought of being an, being an evangelist or a preacher, but here I find myself exactly that way, preaching the word of God so that people can know in plain terms what God wants us to do. Many times you go to church, and I'll be honest, I, was, I, I grew up in a Catholic church, and the priest would go on and on and on and on and never get to the point. Okay? So, when we receive the Holy Spirit and we ask for the enlightenment and the wisdom to understand the Word, God gives us that. And I can tell you that sometimes... God's Spirit moves on me like a flood. Like a flood. Like, for instance, I was, tonight I was just wondering, well, I want to preach something that really teaches people what God will do for you if you come to Him, accept Him as your Lord and Savior, and follow him and be baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters, as we say. And again, once we start doing God's work, we know we're doing the right thing. That's how I look at it. We know that we're doing the right thing and that we're walking the right way on the right road and we should come together to that oneness in our faith. This is why it's so important to gather together at church. Sometimes, during the, like I say, during the week I go on Wednesdays. Tuesdays I have a Bible class. Thursdays I have a Bible class. And then Sundays, I mean, we have to want to know what God's Word is saying, what it's all about. We have to almost like, it's not a code, but we have to use our spiritual mind and our spiritual heart to, to see what God is saying and to be able to decipher it in our hearts, in our spirit, and in our minds. And that's so important when people say, well, what do you mean born again? <clears throat> 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 now, 
Now, we as grown-ups, as adults, you know, we some of us get baptized as a child, and um, like I did, and some of us decide that, you know what, I want more. I want God to really touch me, to, to use me for his word. So that's what God does. And so when I study the word, I receive it and know what he's talking about. Because Christ used to talk almost like, it was, they call them parables. My mom would call them analogies, but they were parables. So I can tell you that much. So this is what we have to do. I mean, look around you. Look at the people in Washington that are in our government. Do you really think those people know Christ? There is no way. If they really knew Christ and they were part of Christ's body, they wouldn't attack each other. They wouldn't talk bad about each other. They wouldn't do half the things that they do. Like Bill Clinton, for instance. Joe Biden, let's face it. He's not a good man. He's not a Christian. So, Donald Trump <clears throat> was not a born-again Christian. But God touched him with the Spirit for him to understand what he wanted to do. And I promise you, God has not finished his work with President Trump. To me, he's my president. To me... Biden is not my president in no way, no how, in no fashion, okay? So we have to look at what's going on and say to ourselves, well, how, <clears throat> how can I change and help people? You change by coming to Christ. You change by coming to Christ Binging of Christ. When a man gets reborn, it's like the man was baptized with Christ, he died in Christ, he arose in Christ, you know, crucified with Christ. So when we remember all this, <clears throat> this should give us the real strength, spiritual strength, to know who's real and who is not. There are false prophets, absolutely. There are false teachers, absolutely. There are false pastors, absolutely. Believe me, I tell you, the world has a lot of them. You have to listen when they, when they talk about Scripture, how they define it and how God really defined it. It's not by the words that are written. It's what's behind the words. It's what behind, what's behind the words that God wrote in Scripture for us to understand exactly what he was saying. And towards the end of time, towards the end of time, we're going to really start to understand because we're going to start to see the signs that Christ talked about. We're in a pickle right now, as they say, because you have good against evil. You have good against evil, and it's not easy. 
It is not easy because we have to fight temptation. Goes, well, how do I fight temptation? Well, temptation is is something, uh, it's uh, something of the flesh. But if you're a man in God, and a man of God, you ask for strength to be able to protect you against things of that nature, temptation. We have to totally be in Christ. We have to receive Christ. We have to know Christ. We have to be in Christ. We need to follow his footsteps. We need to walk down the road of righteousness to eternal salvation, eternal life in heaven. This is what we need to do. You know, it took me a long time to get to this point to really understand what God wanted and what I should be doing. I've always worn my heart on my sleeve, as they say, and I probably always will, because that's the kind of person that God made me, you know? And uh, I don't want to ever change back to the man I used to be, that's for sure. Now, here again, this is again in Ephesians, and it's chapter 3. Am I right? Yeah, chapter 3. And it's actually chapter 4. Is that chapter 4? Yeah, it's in chapter 4, actually. And I can tell you that, again, the Bible talks about the new life in Christ. And it says, In the Lord's name, then, I warn you, do not continue to live like these oops, heathens, like these heathens whose thoughts are worthless and whose minds are in the dark. They have no part in the life that God gives, for they are completely ignorant and stubborn. They have lost all feeling, there it is, of shame. They give Unbelievable. <clears throat> they give themselves over to vice, which means vices, you know, and do all sorts of indecent things without restraint. That was not what you've learned once you, once you become a Christian about Christ. You certainly heard about him. And his followers, you were taught the truth that is in Jesus. So get rid of your old self, which made you, oops, which made you live as you used to. The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. Your hearts and minds must be made completely new and you must put on the new... I'm sorry, I can't see this. Writing is so small. And you must put on the new self 
which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. So as you can see, when you become a born-again Christian, you become a new man. And you have to forget about the things of the world. You have to forget about the old you. That old you is going to go away. When you really, really, really come into Christ, accept Him as your Lord and Savior, get baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters, and stop doing the work of God. The old man that you knew will disappear. I know it did with me. And I'm thankful and blessed for that. Believe me, if I were to start telling you how things changed in me, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. I was not a very good person. I didn't hurt people's feelings, but I was not a good person because I thought as a man of the world. Well, now I'm not a man of the world. I'm living in the world, but I'm not a man of the world. I'm a man of God. And that I am totally, totally, totally thankful for. Now, my brothers and sisters, tomorrow I will go on and we'll learn a lot more about what we need to do, how we need to live, and what we need to be before the end of time if we want to make it to the gates of heaven and be forgiven for our sins. So I pray that God will protect all of you, that, that the Holy Spirit will, will anoint all of you with God's blessings, that you have a peaceful night, <clears throat> and that you have another day of life and health. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, hello, my brothers and sisters. This is Fred Carvalho with uh, my um, Christian podcast. And it's an opportunity for me to do God's work and to make me a better Christian and hopefully all of you out there. As we say down south, y'all, y'all out there. No, but all of you out there will try to understand this you know when we talk about being a Christian being like God doing his work well if you look to Ephesians and I think it's chapter 3 and it's verses I'm sorry chapter 4 from verses 1 all the way down to verse, if I can find this here, 15, 16, to 16. So, again, it's called the unity of the body we're going to talk about. And I'm going to read a little scripture, kind to give everybody a little insight. Because being a born-again Christian, it's not, it's not easy. Matter of fact, here in the Bible, that this is one of the apostles, says, I am a prisoner because I serve the Lord. 
live a life that measures up to the standard God set when he called you. Be always humble, gentle, patient. Show your love by being tolerant with one another. Do your best to preserve the unity which the Spirit gives by means of the peace that binds you together. There is one body and one spirit, just as there is one hope to which God has called you. Listen, we talk about the Holy Spirit. Well, if we entrust our lives to God, and if we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we become a new person. In spirit, we become a new person. Because we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. And we go through the spiritual baptism of the Holy Spirit and by the waters. Now, based on that, this is where we get that. It says, there is one body and one spirit. And that's exactly true. One body, one spirit. God is that main body. He is God. He is our Lord. But all those who come to him and follow him and accept him as their Lord and Savior, they will also receive the Spirit, the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, whichever way that you say it is. And here it is again. It says, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one God and Father of all people who is the Lord of all, works through all, and is in all. Now, I want you to listen to that. It is in all. We are born with the Spirit, but what happens when we grow up is we drift away completely, most, most of us. So, again... It says, each one of us has received a special gift in proportion to what Christ has given, as the scripture says. So in other words, when people receive the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, God gives everybody gifts, different gifts. And I'm going to talk about physical gifts. So let's get that right. When he went up to the very heights, he took many captives with him. He gave gifts to people. Now, what this means is spiritual gifts. Now, what the... I'm sorry. Now, what does he went up mean? It means that first he came down to the lowest depths of the earth. So the one who came down is the same one who went up above and beyond the heavens to fill the whole universe with his presence. It was he who gave gifts to people. He appointed some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. He did this to prepare all 
God's people for the work of Christians service, I'm sorry, Christian service, in order to build up the body of Christ. And so, it says here, and so, let me go back to where I was, I lost my place. <clears throat> okay, yes, that's right. Um, he did this to prepare all God's people for all the work of Christian service in order to build up the body of Christ. And so we all, and so we shall all come together in that oneness, in our faith and in our knowledge of the Son of God. We shall become mature people, reaching to the very height of Christ's full stature. Then we shall no longer be children carried by the waves and blown about by every shifting wind of the teaching of deceitful people. I'm going to get into this as soon as I finish reading this for you. Ooh, it's big. Who leads others into... This is so true. Who leads others into error by the tricks they invent? Instead, be speaking the truth in the spirit of love. We must grow up in every way to Christ, who is the head. Under his control, all the different parts of the body fit together. And the whole body is held together by every joint with which it is provided. So in each separate part works as it should, the whole body grows and builds itself up through love. Now this is, after I read all this, let me kind of, tell you what this all means. When you become a born-again Christian and you get baptized in the waters, you accept God as your Lord and Savior, then you get baptized in the Spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, baptizes us. And each, we get each a different gift of Christ. Some will be prophets. Some will be evangelists, as I am. Some will be pastors. Oh, excuse me. Hiccups. And uh, that's the whole thing. I mean, and there are people out there that are preaching the word of God who are not evangelists. They say they are, but they're not. They really don't know the meaning of God's word, what it's intended to say, or what it's supposed to be saying. And they lead people astray the wrong way. And this is where we, as Christians, come in. That we help Christ to define His Word and His work so that the unity of Christianity, so all Christians can come together. And when we all come together doing the separate 
works that God has in store by the different gifts we receive, the church is coming together. The church is coming together. And with each person doing the work that God has given them to do, it unites God's church, the body. It unites God's church very strongly. And that's what we have to remember is that there's such a thing as believing, which even the demons believe in, and there's such a thing as knowing him because we follow him, having a relationship with God. He knows all of us. He knows our weaknesses. He knows our, um, our strengths. He knows what he does. And he gives everybody a gift. And I'm sure you all have heard, and most of you don't believe, saying, you know, people who speak in tongues, yes, it is real. It is very, 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 very real. Believe me. I don't speak in tongues yet. Sometimes, sometimes the Holy Spirit hits me so hard. The Holy Ghost hits me so hard that it takes, it takes me to the floor completely. So I can tell you that the Holy Spirit works in many people in different ways. Now, to me, I feel like, you know, I wasn't, I never thought of being an, being an evangelist or a preacher, but here I find myself exactly that way, preaching the word of God so that people can know in plain terms what God wants us to do. Many times you go to church, and I'll be honest, I, was, I, I grew up in a Catholic church, and the priest would go on and on and on and on and never get to the point. Okay? So, when we receive the Holy Spirit and we ask for the enlightenment and the wisdom to understand the Word, God gives us that. And I can tell you that sometimes... God's Spirit moves on me like a flood. Like a flood. Like, for instance, I was, tonight I was just wondering, well, I want to preach something that really teaches people what God will do for you if you come to Him, accept Him as your Lord and Savior, and follow him and be baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters, as we say. And again, once we start doing God's work, we know we're doing the right thing. That's how I look at it. We know that we're doing the right thing and that we're walking the right way on the right road and we should come together to that oneness in our faith. This is why it's so important to gather together at church. Sometimes, during the, like I say, during the week I go on Wednesdays. Tuesdays I have a Bible class. Thursdays I have a Bible class. And then Sundays, I mean, we have to want to know 
what God's word is saying, what it's all about. We have to almost like, it's not a code, but we have to use our spiritual mind and our spiritual heart to, to see what God is saying and to be able to decipher it in our hearts, in our spirit, and in our minds. And that's so important when people say, well, what do you mean born again? <clears throat> now, we as grown-ups, as adults, you know, we some of us get baptized as a child, and um, like I did, and some of us decide that, you know what, I want more. I want God to really touch me, to, to use me for his word. So that's what God does. And so when I study the word, I receive it and know what he's talking about. Because Christ used to talk almost like, they call them parables. My mom would call them analogies, but they were parables. So I can tell you that much. So this is what we have to do. I mean, look around you. Look at the people in Washington that are in our government. Do you really think those people know Christ? There is no way. If they really knew Christ and they were part of Christ's body, they wouldn't attack each other. They wouldn't talk bad about each other. They wouldn't do half the things that they do. Like Bill Clinton, for instance. Joe Biden. Let's face it, he's not a good man. He's not a Christian. So, Donald Trump <clears throat> was not a born-again Christian. But God touched him with the Spirit for him to understand what he wanted to do. And I promise you, God has not finished his work with President Trump. To me, he's my president. To me... Biden is not my president in no way, no how, in no fashion, okay? So we have to look at what's going on and say to ourselves, well, how, <clears throat> how can I change and help people? You change by coming to Christ. You change by coming to Christ being of Christ. When a man gets reborn, it's like the man was baptized with Christ, he died in Christ, he arose in Christ, you know, crucified with Christ. So when we remember all this, <clears throat> this should give us the real strength, spiritual strength, to know who's real and who is not. There are false prophets, absolutely. There are false teachers, absolutely. There are false pastors, absolutely. Believe me, I tell you, the world has a lot of them. You have to listen when they, when they talk about Scripture, how they define it and how God really defined it. 
It's not by the words that are written. It's what's behind the words. It's what behind what's behind the words that God wrote in Scripture for us to understand exactly what he was saying. And towards the end of time, towards the end of time, we're going to really start to understand because we're going to start to see the signs that Christ talked about. We're in a pickle right now, as they say, because you have good against evil. You have good against evil. And it's not easy. It is not easy because we have to fight temptation. You go, well, how do I fight temptation? Well, temptation is is something, uh, it's uh, something of the flesh. But if you're a man in God, and a man of God, you ask for strength to be able to protect you against things of that nature, temptation. We have to totally be in Christ. We have to receive Christ. We have to know Christ. We have to be in Christ. We need to follow his footsteps. We need to walk down the road of righteousness to eternal salvation, eternal life in heaven. This is what we need to do. You know, it took me a long time to get to this point to really understand what God wanted and what I should be doing. I've always worn my heart on my sleeve, as they say, and I probably always will. Because that's the kind of person that God made me, you know? And uh, I don't want to ever change back to the man I used to be, that's for sure. Now, here again, this is again in Ephesians, and it's chapter 3. Am I right? Yeah, chapter 3. And it's actually chapter 4. Is that chapter 4? Yeah, it's in chapter 4, actually. And I can tell you that, again, the Bible talks about the new life in Christ. And it says, in the Lord's name, then, I warn you, do not continue to live like these oops, heathens, like these heathens whose thoughts are worthless and whose minds are in the dark. They have no part in the life that God gives. For they are completely ignorant and stubborn. They have lost all feeling, here it is, of shame. They give, unbelievable, <clears throat> they give themselves over to vice, which means vices, you know, and do all sorts of indecent things without restraint. That was not what you've learned once you, once you become a Christian about Christ. You certainly heard about him and his followers. You were taught the truth that isn't Jesus. So get rid of your old self, which made you, oops, which made you live 
as you used to. The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires. Your hearts and minds must be made completely new and you must put on the new I'm sorry I can see this writing is so small and you must put on the new self which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy so as you can see when you become a born-again Christian, you become a new man. And you have to forget about the things of the world. You have to forget about the old you. That old you is going to go away. When you really, really, really come into Christ, accept Him as your Lord and Savior, get baptized by the Holy Spirit and by the waters, and stop doing the work of God. The old man that you knew will disappear. I know it did with me. And I'm thankful and blessed for that. Believe me, if I were to start telling you how things changed in me, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me. I was not a very good person. I didn't hurt people's feelings. But I was not a good person because I thought as a man of the world. Well, now I'm not a man of the world. I'm living in the world, but I'm not a man of the world. I'm a man of God. And that I am totally, totally, totally thankful for. Now, my brothers and sisters, tomorrow I will go on and we'll learn a lot more about what we need to do, how we need to live and what we need to be before the end of time, if we want to make it to the gates of heaven and be forgiven for our sins. So I pray that God will protect all of you, that, that the Holy Spirit will, will anoint all of you with God's blessings, that you have a peaceful night, <clears throat> and that you have another day of life and health. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <laughs>